Warning, the Federal Communications Commission requires that we inform you that this episode of the Derek Duvall Show may contain content inappropriate for children. Listener discretion is advised. The FCC also requires us to inform you that this episode may contain the words f***, s***, asshole, mother boy, dumpster, galloping quit, but in like a British way, and also, strangely, cul-de-sac. Once again, this show may contain content not suitable for anyone but the coolest children. Listener discretion is advised. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall. Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Hello. Hello. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I love my virtual audience. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. (laughs) Right. Hi, Mindy. How you doing? Hi, Derek. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad we got a little microphone problem fixed before this so we can have a great recording. Yes, I am as well, <laughs> since it was my microphone. <laughs> so anyway, this weekend, we, we, we try to keep current with our movie reviews because, like I said, no one wants to hear about movies from 1987 except me and about a couple hundred other people because you know that was actually one of our best downloaded episodes. But other than that, what I want to say is uh, we do try to keep current, but of course, we're going to tap into the into the back catalog every now and then in a while. But for the relevance of this week, we went on Saturday and saw... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, it was. Now, you know me. It's I'm not a... I, I want to say I'm not a huge Marvel fan like I used to be anymore. But Doctor I Strange... I would disagree. Uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> is a character that I somehow have, I've kind of clinged on to. And I've, I don't know if it's I just empathize with the guy or if I just kind of identify with him. You know, you know, genius and, you know. Oh, my. I was going to ask, <laughs> in what way do you identify with Doctor Strange, this neurosurgeon turned, you know, wizard? <laughs> but anyway. Which parts of that do you identify with, Derek? <laughs> uh, he is he is madly in love with another genius. There you go. Oh, well played. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, um, I really do enjoy the Doctor Strange movies. The first one I saw was what, back in 2017, I think it came out. Really loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I'm not even a huge Benedict Cumberbatch fan, as evidenced by our review of The Power of the Dog. The Power of the Dog. Oh, it's screaming back to me. But I have to admit, I love him in this role. I've never seen him in Sherlock. And I hear he's amazing in Sherlock. But uh, yeah, I think he's amazing as Doctor Strange. What did you uh, think about uh, the the first film uh, building off into, of course, the Avengers movies and so forth? No, I liked it. It was different to see like a superhero kind of thing that doesn't have to have like amazing physical abilities and stuff like that. It was, 
he's smart and he has magic and and i liked that it was something a little bit different i thought yeah that first film in 3d was a trip uh absolute trip it's one of my favorite 3d blu-rays that i own yeah that was awesome to watch in 3d so uh obviously we're not gonna be talking about the first film we're talking about the sequel sam raimi come dusting off the gloves coming back to the marvel universe in some fashion with uh a, a absolute trip into his uh into his little bag of tricks in terms of how good of a what a what a great scary director he is you know he makes brilliant scary films and i know now now full listen anybody who's listening to this who knows mindy mindy loves her a good scary movie is that true love a good scary movie right and this was not a scary movie (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert for a marvel film it was you know like they had demons and ghosts and jump scares i mean like if you took little Timmy, 11-year-old Timmy to this, little Timmy will be shitting himself in fear. <laughs> I just, I don't even remember. I remember our friend had seen it before we did and said there were a couple of jump scares that you need to look for because you do get jumpy. And I didn't even jump. Like the whole movie, I was like, what jump scares were there? Which What, what scenes do you think were the jump scares? You've been tainted by the exorcism of Emily Rose too much. That's your problem. <laughs> Well, I have a I have a very high scare threshold, so it takes a lot to to scare me, I think. But does that include waking up at three o'clock in the morning and being scared to death? Yes, that is my threshold <laughs> for scariness. <laughs> but let's talk about the movie. Um obviously, like I said, it was highly anticipated. I loved the the original character, Doctor Strange, but take it a step further. One of the things I hate about the Marvel movies is that they're all entwined, which is if you've missed a couple of shows of something or another movie you're lost because you have no idea why wanda in this movie is completely batshit nuts you know yeah unless, if you unless didn't watch you, WandaVision. WandaVision, right so it's kind of like um huh, huh. so the thing about these movies is and i've been saying this in other in other conversations is the movies are becoming to a point where if you're not well versed if you're just a casual fan oh let's watch spider-man well, let's watch iron man 2. you have no idea what's going on because the the back history is so built up that you're basically expected to know what's going on the minute yeah. these opening credits roll and that's i don't think that's very fair to the casual moviegoer well maybe these aren't for the casual moviegoer i mean these are meant to be seen you know i i think it's more of a completist kind of thing where they're meant to be seen in their entirety uh and you know but that is a good point. Even like we had watched all of the movies, but I almost didn't watch WandaVision when it came on. And but you just kept raving about it. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And it was really good. I did enjoy it. And Catherine Hahn, of course, stole the show for me because I love her. But yeah, I, I think if you didn't even watch that TV series, you would have been lost a little bit as to what happened yeah. with Wanda and the, the yeah. Scarlet Witch. So before we get too farther, mm-hmm. I do want to add our disclaimer. <laughs> This is a brand new movie. So unlike the last couple of reviewed movies that we did that were, you know, 30 years old, this is a brand new movie. It will be spoiler filled. So if you have not seen the new Doctor Strange movie, please pause this recording until you have. Thank you, Mindy, for putting that in there. You always do your due diligence to make sure we get that taken care of. Before we get really into the meat of it, I want to address one thing. Cameos. (laughs) I know which one you're going to talk about. No, no, no. All of them. This movie was just power punch after power punch of amazing cameos and i think mean, you know which one i'm going to talk about but let's talk about your favorite one right off the okay top of the bat. 
I was going to say the one that I know you're going to talk about, you're going to laugh because I, I didn't bring my handy dandy notebook to the theater. I forgot it this time. So I found a random piece of paper in my purse and I was scribbling notes down and I couldn't remember his name. So I wrote guy from evil dead cameo. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I am so tagging Bruce Campbell in this episode. <laughs> guy from evil dead cameo. Yep. That's guy great. from evil dead cameo. Can't so, remember his name, but I want to get that down. <laughs> so, so the great thing about the chin is he is a staple in any movie, no matter what it is. The chin is in there somewhere. Uh, same with the um, oh, the car. I saw that in a few scenes as well. It's a famous car that Raimi puts in his movies. Um, but anyway, no, Bruce Campbell in that little role that was great. I, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And that was funny. And also uh, the post credits, uh, he was in that as well. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Which you, yeah. Were, which you now, were pissed off at the world about. I wasn't pissed off at the world, but it wasn't me holding my bladder to see that little, <laughs> you know, 30 second snippet. The mid scene, the mid credit scene to me was a little bit more important than seeing Bruce Campbell's right. little storyline right. wrap up. <laughs> so, yeah, but as no. far as cameos, obviously, my favorite one is yeah. John Krasinski. Yeah. I don't know his character's name. From the Fantastic Four. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. And he looked fantastic. I love me some John Krasinski. So I was like, <laughs> oh, he's in this. That's awesome. So basically, the way I read it, I did not know this. So it's been fan dream casting. When they announced that Disney bought 20th Century Fox and took all the rights for all those movies, Deadpool, X-Men, Fantastic Four, et cetera, et cetera, brought it over to the Marvel house. Everyone was like, oh, my God, John Krasinski is, is born to be Reed Richards. And Emily Blunt is born to be... I can't remember her name, but his wife, uh, Miss, <laughs> Miss, I can't, she's invisible, the invisible woman. That's right. She's the invisible woman. And um, anyway, it was, it was like, it was born to happen. And everybody's like, oh no, never happened, never happened, never happened. And so I guess they decided to finally listen to the fans and they threw this in of him as that character, but it's not set in stone if he's going to actually play him in the Fantastic Four movie. It was like a fan casting. Uh, also of note, and it, di it didn't happen at the, at the seventh hour, but apparently Tom Cruise was supposed to be in this. Who as going to play? Alternate timeline uh, Tony Stark. Huh. I am not joking. I am 100% honest with you. And it, it, he was supposed to be, Tom Cruise was supposed to be alternate timeline Tony Stark. Like there would be another Iron Man in another universe. And I thought that was hilarious. I found that was funny because Tom Cruise was originally supposed to play Tony Stark back way back in the, in the early two thousands, when the first Iron Man movie came out, oh. Tom Cruise was going to play. Well, wasn't going, but he was in the running to play in talks. Yeah. In talks to play um, uh, Tony Stark, which ended up going to Robert Downey Jr. I think the world is better off for it, but it would have been pretty Agreed. cool to see him as an alternate Tony Stark. Yeah. And then of course the home run of home runs uh, the official bridge from 20th Century Fox to uh, the Marvel MCU, Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, as Professor Charles Xavier. Oh, man. And the best part, you saw me jump out of my seat when they played that opening. They, they played that mel melodic um, X-Men 97 theme. I was like, yes! I was joked. I was so yes, happy. You were very excited about that. <laughs> and then when it came through in the credits, you pointed it out again. <laughs> yeah. Any, if, and I'm sure anybody who's a Marvel fan will know, whenever you hear the X-Men 97 comic 
uh, cartoon meat theme. It's like kind of like stand for the national anthem kind of thing. It's 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 very 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 um, holy grail to comic book fans. He did not stand up in the theater for the record. I did not stand <laughs> up in the theater. I, I was so emotional about it. Um, let's. I want to talk about one person real fast, and we we've talked about the cameras, and of course, real fast, Charles Xavier. He was amazing in it. I can't believe they got him in it. But I want to talk about Elizabeth Olsen. She was incredible in this movie. I think she was, in my opinion, she was the star of the film, hands down. I know it's a Doctor Strange movie, but she, every scene she was in, she killed it. And I mean, killed it. In fact, the, the scene where she's chasing them through the freaking tunnel, I was Fusty! freaking scared. Like, that's a crazy Fusty! person chasing what, you. What I wrote down for that was, it was like a My Michael Myers slow chase through the tunnel. Yeah. So it's like, no matter how fast you run, the Scarlet Witch can outwalk you. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Michael Myers. Yeah. But no, I'm serious. I was like, I'm like she's chasing. I'm like, they were like, we're going to die. The camera shots of like when X -Men, when Charles Xavier was entering her mind and he went right through like through the eye. That was awesome. I, and I saw the trailer. I remember it from the trailer, but I wanted to see it on the big screen. And it was like, oh, it was so cool. I loved it. It was great. What are the scene off the top of your head that you think was, you know, we, we should talk about but spoiler filled? I think when the Scarlet Witch shows up to Carmentage, am I saying that right? Yeah, Carmichage, uh, to battle them to try to get that girl, and she's trying to fight all of the people in there, and she figures out she just kind of looks around, looks around. Oh, there's a weak one, and she yeah. just like goes into his mind, and he's like, "Oh crap!" and he runs and knocks everybody down. The shield comes down, and she just like, I mean, she just lets him have it. So I was like, yeah. "Wow, that!" I thought that was an awesome scene. I mean, not that I was rooting for the bad guy, but she right. I thought that was a pretty powerful scene. Which begs the next question. Is she the most powerful Avenger? If she's even an Avenger anymore. I don't think she's an Avenger anymore. Um, that's a good question. I think so. I mean, I think for sure. Top Thor, three. Thor, Captain Marvel. Well, I think she I think what she has that the other ones don't is Psychos. that she can get into yeah she can get into people's minds so she has the the magic and the witchcraft but she also can get into people's minds and just make right. them do stuff and think stuff and that's pretty dangerous yeah but i i love people were saying you know when uh thor finally came into his own and he was you know the true god of thunder not god of hammers you know he um it became the most powerful Avenger. And then, of course, Captain Marvel comes along and everyone's like, no, look at you, Mabel. But um, I think, honestly, <laughs> but I think, um, I think Wanda puts, she can go right up head to head with um, with Thor. I truly believe it. Yeah, so, I think yeah. so too. Especially if she yeah. can get in his mind. Yeah. The other cool scene that I thought really stood out to me was when, they were fighting with music. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, that was so, weird. <laughs> it was weird, but it was so cool. I was like, if this doesn't get nominated for best score or best, you know, I guess yeah. best score because it didn't have any words, but they were yeah. like taking the notes off the page and like using them as weapons against each other. And the music was swelling just in time with that. I thought that was really cool. I I remember watching it. I was sitting, I remember was in the theater watching I'm like someone was really high when they wrote this scene you know? <laughs> yeah it was a little uh what's that mickey mouse one um oh fantasia fantasia it was a little fantasia <laughs>
But yeah, but I wrote that down. I, I put fighting with music, best fighting score. Music. <laughs> so I think is that the next version of the rap battle to start fucking? <laughs> yeah. But you're using notes, notes instead of words. Yeah. One of the things that they said, which I thought was really cool or really interesting was that they were talking about the multiverse and how you know in the beginning dr strange has this dream about this girl and they're fighting off this big demon and then he wakes up and then later that day he sees her and he's like oh crap why do i feel like i know you why are you reading my dream last night and somebody tells him that the dreams are the windows into the multiverse i thought that was really cool i was like ooh. That's interesting. So whatever I dream, maybe it's happening in another <laughs> alternate reality. That's kind of cool. That's pretty think. cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So yeah. I like that. That's that's good. Yeah. So and then I liked all the jokes they were making about the other Avengers. <laughs> so I wrote down one quote. It says, um, he was trying to decide who to take to battle. He was like, Well, if I have the choice between the archer with the mohawk or any of the bug themed Avengers, <laughs> I guess I choose you. <laughs> That's funny. So that that was funny. They made fun of yeah. the other adventures. And I'm like, yeah, they do have a lot of bug themed adventures. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, let's get it on down to uh our patented Derek and Mindy's rating scale. Maybe we what's, should say patent pending. <laughs> oh, patent pending. pending. <laughs> okay. So what would be one star? One star is bloody awful. Two stars. Bloody uninspired. Three stars. Bloody average. Four. Bloody brilliant. And five. Bloody marvelous. If you didn't get the last five, I was going to laugh. So well done. Right. Well done. The five is my favorite one. <laughs> I, you memorized it. I'm very impressed. You actually said you memorized it. Right? Well done. So. I mean, we did create it. <laughs> yeah, All right. So you want to go first? Or you want me to? You go first. All right. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I'd love to see it again. I definitely will have it on 4K when it comes out on um, on, on physical media. I give it a four. Bloody brilliant. Awesome. I also gave it a, br- a bloody brilliant. I gave it four out of five stars. Mm-hmm. I did. Now, one thing I would like to mention, this is only like two hours and six minutes, which I thought was great because I, <laughs> boy, I'm getting too old to sit in the theater for three hour movies plus. Mm-hmm. But this one was right at two hours. It was like a good runtime, had good story, good themes. Now, it was sold to me a little heavy handed on the scary factor, which it did not have. So. It's PG 13. What were I you know, expecting? But Walk still, the dead? then don't tell me it's going to be a scary movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, if 11 year old Timmy was here right now, I'd be like, I'm so scared. I saw well, right, but he's 11. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, I also liked it, enjoyed it. I would like to watch it again because I always feel like movies like that, I'm going to catch something, you know, I'm going to notice something I didn't see the first time if we watch it again. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Like those those drones that were guarding him, but they were all little Ultrons, you know? Yeah. Like stuff like that. It took me like five minutes to figure that out. I'm like, oh, yeah, the little Ultrons. And it was, I think that was actually his real voice too. But anyway, um, on that note, I want to say thank you to everybody listening. As always, you keep listening. We'll keep pumping them out. So, All right. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you at, at the movies, movies planet, planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. 
Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.